Welcome back to Unfiltered Faith Podcast with your hosts, Meredith Foster and Strauss. And today we are gonna get real. <laughs> We're gonna open up, guys. It's we gonna get. We are going to just have a casual just a episode today. Life update. Yeah. About life, boys, health. <laughs> what else? All the things. <laughs> All the things that you don't really need to know, but we are over sure. So I'm just kidding. No, but like people relate to it and they're, you know, they want to know. Yeah, we want to update guys. We, we, we go through things. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's just start off with we are living our best life. We're two single women. We are walking with the Lord. We're pursuing Period. purity and our purpose. And, you know, oh we're God. just doing life. Adventures with God and Squad. <laughs> Um, but I will say that like, as I have been pursuing Jesus and valuing intimacy with him, it's really wild that like, I have been asking God, I said, Lord, like I'm, I think I'm ready now. I'm in a season of open singleness. I think I'm ready Mm -hmm. to go on dates and maybe be pursued. And Mm -hmm. so this opportunity has opened where this guy has been like intentionally pursuing me. And I'm so not used to this because of my past. Like, this is odd. <laughs> it's really bizarre because I used to be the girl that would go and chase the guy and yeah. be the pursuer. But the way God like designed it is the guy is supposed to be the provider, protector, and the pursuer. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of me learning how to sit back and just really receive and yeah. let the guy pursue me. And I think I have uh, some fears around dating and there's this quote that says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You don't and take, really, yeah. Because, Stoss, like, I, I'm the kind of person that's like, well, I think of like, okay, it's going to end really badly. I'm not even going to do it. I'm just not even going to go for it. Yeah. But if you don't take a risk, because love is a risk. You're building all these walls. I'm like, no one can get through to no, me. But like, God was like, yeah. you got to go for it. You got to, but, but you have to put boundaries up, which we can get into later, but Dude, you also have to have really healthy boundaries. I, no, so true. So yesterday I was with my friend and we were both updating each other about boys and she goes, I am always, okay. You know how the last episode we talked about trauma, she had a kind of like daddy, uh, like issues kind of not like issues, but just, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's like, I was always the one that hurt men, like ghost them, completely stop talking to them. Now this guy's pursuing her and she's like, basically what you're saying, like, I, do I risk my myself and my emotional vulnerability? And like, what if I actually give him a chance and he breaks my heart? That's a risk. And I was like, well, you won't know yeah. until you try and you have to keep in the good, healthy mindset of, hey, if this didn't work out, then it's not from God. It's okay. God will lead me to my husband. Maybe not now, but in a couple of years or months, you know, like. But you have to also try. You can't just hide away and be timid and not go on dates. Because I remember, like, you literally would yeah, tell me, literally, you would literally tell me last year, I'm not going. I'm not going to any date. And I was like on Tinder or like Bumble. I was like, I'm going on this date. I'm going on this date. I don't care. It's so. Fun. I'm so proud of you that you're like opening up now to like in the dating room. But it's so true. Like. Love is a huge risk. Like, I don't want to be heartbroken. I'm going through that right now. I don't want to be heartbroken. (laughs) Yeah. And I, like, I think I've come to this place of surrender to where I've so surrendered my dating and love life Mm -hmm. and my future of what that looks like to the Lord that I know because he is my father that he does not withhold any good thing 
from those who walk uprightly. Mm -hmm. And so I trust that he has my heart in his hands and that he wouldn't, he wouldn't have me be with someone that is going to break my heart. Like I truly believe that. And so it brings me a lot of peace when I can just surrender that the control I have over my future and be like, Lord, I trust that you're going to put me with someone that will take care of my heart just the way that you take care of mine. So (gasps) that's so good. And it's at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like even if relationships end, whether it's friendship or like intimate relationships, I feel like God knows, obviously he knows every, our our past, he knows the future God knows mm-hmm. the best for us. So if things don't work out, I feel like you guys shouldn't be in so much like, what's the word? Um, just like, because I, I hope someone can relate. Like, don't get like, mad at I was so, yeah, like, don't get mad or pissed or get so sad or like depressed that you're like, man, I'm heartbroken and I'm sad that it didn't work out. Like everything happens for a reason and God knows exactly what he's doing. He's the author, the writer and the finisher of our mm-hmm. lives and he wants the best for us and I was so hurt. Like I was literally guys, I to a point where I was just not motivated to do anything. I was like screw men. I hate like literally literally like 2 weeks ago. I hate men like just cuz like I was on and off with this guy that just it was just always good and then bad and it always ended kind of on a rocky note. And right now we're not talking and it's for the best, but I was like so hurt by men and I was so hurt. And I was like, God, I'm never going to get married. Like I told my mom that my mom's like, rebuke those words right now. <laughs> but like, I thought <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> yeah. She was like, stop saying that. And my, like my mom and my friend came over and my friend just got married and they're talking about marriage life. And I'm sitting there like, screw y'all. Like, I hate men. Like, you know, like we can't blame, you know, like every single guy that, you know, isn't it for our favor or wants to, you know, to pursue us wholeheartedly. And God knows that he's the one for us. Like we can't blame men that need growth themselves and people that need to grow and mature with God. And and grow to be better people. Yeah. So it's best that sometimes you guys just go your separate ways and we don't take it too much to heart, you know? So I think, you know, that's what I'm going to say. Because we're all season, healing. Right? Everyone needs I, I healing, think, true. Like, well, we all need healing. So, and, and the relationships that like you are in that you, maybe, you know, you feel like you, God is wanting you to get out of it and not look back, like to actually move on. And that doesn't mean that that relationship was a waste. Like all that stuff happened so that you could grow and learn from it. And yeah, like learn more about yourself and that other person. There's so much work that happens in relationships and like, it's all that experience all going to lead up to like where the Lord is taking you. And you just can't look back. You can be thankful for that person and what they taught you, but then you just got to keep moving forward and fix your eyes, you know, to true. Yeah. Like I've also like learning in this season, like you cannot change people that don't want to change themselves. You cannot fix people like you, like, I feel like as Christians, like we can only do so much to lead them to Jesus, but if they don't have the desire to want to change or be wholeheartedly surrendered to God and like, you're compromising your faith to be in a relationship that isn't even equally yoked. It's not going to work out. So God has been teaching me like you cannot as much as, you know, 
like willpower willpower you think you have you know with like temptations with like you know uh being alone and like you know getting to almost the point where it's accessible to hook up and god is like as much as you think you can do it on your own obviously with god yes but the relationship should be equally yoked and you should know that okay if this man really wants to be with me it's not just for one thing and he wants to have god first in this relationship for the longest time was always like well, I want to help. I want to fix. I want to do, help him lead him to God. It's like, that's not our job. That's his job. God's job. He should be leading you spiritually. You should be at the same place. And, and if you're, if he's, if you're having to tell him how to carry the bricks, you can't build a house together. So period. That was, yeah. It's like having that. It's so hard because we want people to be like, we see the best in people sometimes. Well, I believe that they'll one day get there. But if, if you know that you are you are you're looking to be led by someone, then yeah. it is a kind of a waste of time to be in that relationship if you yes. know that it's not yeah. gonna end up to where it's you know, you might as well just be whole and single by yourself for a while and pursue yeah. you know the Lord and your your career or whatever you're doing. Like right. you might as well just go for it and pursue it exactly and then wait for that person to come in. Um, that's just really what I feel like is just so been helpful for me and like yeah. not distraction. Cause if that person is distracting you, I will say like, yes, if the guy is, is taking your eyes away from the Lord in any way, like one of my prayers is that I will have eyes for Jesus until it's time for someone else. So yes. I don't want to ever get distracted. Like say I'm working on, we're doing the podcast and I'm so consumed by what this guy this guy, if I'm too focused on the guy yeah. and it's distracting me from what the Lord is calling me to do in this season of my life, yeah. then that's probably not the person that you're going to end up, you should be dating because they are so distracting you from what you're doing. So good. No, I noticed that too with myself. Like I'm constantly thinking about them. And then when I'm with them, all they want to do is be physical. I'm like, dude, this is not from God. And you're just leading me away from faith. Like this, mm-hmm. it, it, it needs to be equally yoked. And I feel like it's so true, like, what you're saying about the, the whole distraction thing, because it's, like, not only, like, does the devil want to distract us with people or, like, relationships that shouldn't be, you know, that should be leading us but aren't, but it's, like, so many other things that saying, like, I heard this quote, I don't know where it was from, but it was, like, the number one tactic the devil will do to, to steer you away from God is distraction, yep. and it's so crazy because we don't even realize it until you, God kind of convicts you. You're like, or Holy spirit convicts you. And it's like, you're being distracted and you're, cause it, I felt that way these past couple of months with just like life. I was like, dude, I am distracted. I am not focusing on the right things in life. I'm not focusing mm-hmm. on Jesus and like bettering my relationship with God and reading the Bible. Well, now I am. I'm, I'm like telling everyone I'm in a relationship with God. I literally tell everyone. I'm like, <laughs> yes. They're like, so are you seeing anyone? I'm like, yeah. So actually I'm in a relationship with God and they're laughing. It's not funny. I love it. I'm like, it's actually not funny, but <laughs> no, it's because it's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, seriously. Like I just seriously learned from you too. Like seriously to, focus on God first everything will come into place so I'm like yeah yes and God is developing us for his glory like there's gonna be seasons where we may go through some uncomfortable things whether that's like a little bit of 
uncomfortable, like you're maybe moving on from a friend group or your job is changing or something. Mm -hmm. And we're going through almost like, you know, when you picture like those old film rooms where they were getting developed in the dark and then the photos, they hang on the wall and then they get really bright. That's almost like how it is with with God. He's putting you in this room, this almost waiting room, and he's developing your character. He's developing who you are and he's, you know, removing anything that shouldn't be there in your heart and your mind. And he's developing you for his glory so that his light will shine through you and onto others. Oh my gosh. That is so, so good. That's such a good analogy. Ah, that just came to me right yeah. <laughs> She is woke. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah, no, it's so good. Like, definitely there's times where God will um, work on your mind and heart and you will mm-hmm. not be in a dark place, but you will be in a very almost feeling isolated before he prunes things out or tries to obviously get you <clears throat> like it's a development process. Like you develop <clears throat> like the whole you know, analogy you said, you then the picture comes to life. And then you're going to realize, wow, all that season I went through, God did it for a reason. And now the picture is developed, meaning you are in a season of life where, wow, like I understand what God was trying to do in my life. And that's so fire. Wow. (laughs) And sometimes we don't understand why. And sometimes you're like, why do I feel like I'm in this dark place? Or I feel confused or I feel isolated. But God is not supposed to isolate us or make us feel alone or make us feel almost in a dark place. He wants us to understand him and yourself so you can grow to be the best version of yourself, to be the best picture that's being developed. And so when you're out of that, out of that development phase, you're walking out and you're like, okay, God, I see what you're doing in my life, whether it's in my life, career, relationships, friendships, whatever it may be. You know, for example, like you're going, moving back home and, or you're moving to a new place and you're finding new friends or you're getting, you know, away from your hometown and you need new friends. And at first maybe you're like, oh, these people are great. And God put them in my life. And then over time, God's like, okay, wait, I have to develop you. I basically, he wants the best for us. So sometimes we have to go through phases where we have to understand, okay, these people aren't for me or this person that came in my life that, yeah, asked me out on a date um, and wants to take me out, but you see red flags already. You're like, okay, wait, no. Like there's certain seasons in life where God is like teaching us or developing us or understand, like we need to understand like the people that leave our life or are not meant to be in our life is for a reason. And yeah. also when you're, God is trying to work on in your heart and mind, he wants us to grow and he wants us to be the best version and, and mature in, in yourself yeah. and like mature. Cause there's levels of, you know, maturity in, uh, your walk with God. Like we can't be immature Christians or, or just like almost like I was going through the season recently, like of just kind of like, kind of not confused, but kind of not pursuing God wholeheartedly. I was kind of like in and out of like, um, just my old lifestyle. And then like with God and I was just kind of, God was like pruning it out of me. And I was always getting connect, convicted like all the time, like conviction, conviction. And so it came to a certain point where I was like, all right, God, like this season of my life clearly has taught me that Holy spirit is pruning out yeah. bad habits, pruning out bad people, pruning out things that I need to let go of or, completely walk away from for me to mature to the best version of myself and the best leader I can be for other people and walk with God and 
full surrender and wholeheartedly. And so you, but we also have that choice to make, right? So we have to make the choice to say yes to God and continue to walk and grow instead of, you know, holding on to the past, holding on to bad people in your life and like, and yeah, so I like that analogy a lot. It definitely can, it relates to all aspects of our life because we're always developing and growing. So yeah. And it's, it's a process. Like I think we can be hard on ourselves and be like, okay, I've given my life to Jesus. Like I'm a new creation, but there's still things I'm struggling with and there's still habits. And we, we beat ourselves up over it because I think a lot of times it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. And, and I've learned in this last season, like, okay, I am who God says I am. I am a new creation. I am a new nature. Like Mm -hmm. he has taken me from the darkness and brought me into the light. I've been resurrected with him and now seated in heavenly places. And so even when old habits or old ways of, you know, things come up, I don't have to identify with that old self because that old self, my old Meredith, she's dead in the grave. It is now a new person that's she's living. Gone. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a new creature. So yeah. you are no longer your past. You're no longer anything of your old self. And so it's like the enemy wants to try to make you think like, oh, you're still you're still a bad person. You're still blah, blah, blah. Yes, we fall short every day. And that's why Jesus is our righteousness. That's why we look to him. And his grace is what gets us through when we stumble and fall. He's the one that picks us up and says, no, you are actually made whole. You are actually blameless. And so good. And you are, you are righteous because of what I did on the cross. So you mm-hmm. are a new creation. And so just don't beat yourself up guys. If you are like stumbling, like that's part of the process and, and just don't beat yourself up over yeah. it. Cause I think Ross and I have both like been in that place where we're like, we've fallen back or we've done something. And I used to just condemn myself, but there is no more condemnation for those who are in yeah. Christ. So no one can condemn you. There's, there's no one that can do that. And the only thing that can convict us is the Holy spirit. So like sauce was saying, she was feeling conviction from the Holy spirit. So yeah, so good. Um, wow. That was so good. Yeah. Like I can feel sometimes the devil trying to attack me if I make a mistake with like guilt or shame or, or something like I just will think of something of the past and I'm like, dang, I kind of feel guilty for that. No, same. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Does that ever happen? I'll, I'll be laying in my bed and I think of something I did and I'm like, Oh frick. I'm like, that's so bad. <laughs> and it's and- not, it's, it, it's, it's not okay to let the devil keep you in that cycle. You have to literally, because even recently, like I was feeling a lot of temptation. I was feeling a lot of just a lot of spiritual warfare. And I was literally like listening to sermons and scripture about, you know, steering away. You know, I was listening to Stephen Furtick about how when Jesus was uh, being tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And it's just a powerful message. I'll link it in the bio, but I'm like, so the number one thing that I would also recommend you guys, if you're struggling with temptation or spiritual warfare, listen to sermons or encouraging things to help you through that season. Like recently I've just been struggling with a lot of temptation and just a lot of like things being thrown out my, uh, in my way. And then I'd feel like guilt or, or like, just be like, bro, what is going on? And then I'm just listening to the sermons, just of encouragement and scriptures and, just allowing yourself to realize that this is normal when you walk with God. Walking with yeah. walking with God is not some easy 
peely, go dance and flock around in a beautiful flower garden. Like it's supposed to be hard, you know, like every single disciple that has written in, um, uh, book, book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, like all those people that the disciples have written, like you can tell even Paul writes, why do I still want to keep sinning? Why does my flesh, like he battles with the flesh and the spirit and it's normal. Like, I just don't want you guys to feel guilt or shame or be in bondage because that is from the devil to keep you from understanding God's grace and understanding that God loves us so much that all of that has been like sent to the pit of hell and the devil wants to keep us in whatever it is, distraction, guilt, shame, condemnation, all of that for us to be feel like, cause I had just had a friend and, and like, she would just tell me, I don't feel good enough or I don't feel like a Christian. Cause I struggle with this or I keep struggling with that. And you should not ever that's a lie from, the pit, a lie from the pit of hell. And that you need to realize that we are loved and forgiven. And for when we are weak, he is strong and yes. he literally loves us so much and that all of that is a lie and is casted to the pit of hell and so recently when I was feeling that way I was like well nope no guilt or shame is going to keep me from knowing that God loves me and I'm gonna I'm not gonna feel guilty I'm just gonna pray and ask Holy Spirit to not help me fall into temptation or to make a mistake again and I'm going to keep Keep going. Keep walking. Yeah. Keep with God. Like, like, yeah. Amen. That was so good. Really, guys. Like, it's just, yeah. I feel like, you know, even as like, um, not even as a human, like, that's not what I meant to say, but like being a human being and a Christian is not like some narrow path where, well, not narrow path. It's not some easy horizontal path where you're like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Everything's good. Like, the devil wants to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to do anything to tear us down. You know, like it's, it's just inevitable that he doesn't want us to walk with God and preach the gospel. So he's going to, he's going to throw everything our way, temptation, condemnation, um, whatever it is. And, but we have to realize that God already won the battle. So we don't even have to worry. Like, yeah. And, and like what, like what you're saying is basically the way to um guard your not guard yourself hold on let me think okay you said the the walk is not easy right we know it's not easy and so it says in ephesians 6 put on the full armor of god and you hold up the shield of faith to deflect the arrows it says of the evil one so it says that the enemy is always shooting arrows he's trying to basically knock us down and knock us off the narrow path because the walk with when you let the lord guide you it's it is a narrow path like that's the path that leads to life and and it's a hard path to choose but it's so worth it because it leads to life and so as long as you remain in faith you remain in victory yes oh so good so good because that's a good way to like we like we the devil wants us to stray away and fall from our faith right he wants Mm -hmm. us to fall from following god because he doesn't want us to obviously to go to heaven he doesn't want us to have eternal life with him so he's gonna do anything he can and so once we really i feel like there was a certain point in my life where i turned my back from god and that was in college because i was like bro screw like i was in such a religious kind of mindset from 
growing up that I was like, I turned my back from God. I turned my faith up until obviously two years ago, but it just turning our back from God and just living life in the world literally feels like, I don't know, like, um, I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this at this point. I forgot my point, but, um, that's what the devil wants uh, like everyone to do. And so I think even though life gets hard or things are being thrown our way and, or we get, we, we feel the feelings of shame or condemnation or whatever the devil is trying to tempt us or do to stray away. I really feel like that's a good point to, to mention, like, no matter how hard things, excuse me, things get, don't ever fall away from our faith, like from your faith, because like when you're with God, like when you're walking with God, there's going to be so many, it's like the book of Job, obviously, like when he got thrown so many things and, you know, life was going, like he remained faithful to God. Same thing with Abraham. Like in the Bible, it says no matter like what, um, the God told him to do literally go kill his own son. Like he was like, you know what? I'm going to stay faithful. But with that becomes reaps, reaps a harvest of a good seed because you remain faithful through all those times or all those times you felt like I couldn't just keep going. But, and all those times that you feel that way, we also have to understand that we not rely on our own flesh, but rely on this, on God and the spirit of God of Holy spirit to walk us through, to walk us through, anything that you're being dealt with, anything physical, mental, any condemnation, any temptation, because this is not a fight between flesh and blood. It's a, it's, it's a fight between the spiritual realm. So like, we have to realize like when I was going through this, like stuff, these past couple of weeks, I knew I can't just rely on my flesh to help my situation. I knew I had to sit and I had to pray in the spirit. I had to fight within the spiritual realm of prayer and, uh, listening to scripture. And, you know, during those times I was like, okay, if I'm dealing with temptation, I know that this is not from God and I'm going to ask God to help me. Let's just backtrack really quick. Temptation is literally just a product of our flesh. So because we live in a fallen world, we are going to be tempted every day to, we're going to be tempted. So it's not that like what you said, it's not from God. Yes, that's true. But like, it's, it's that because of our flesh, like our flesh nature is, is we can be tempted to do things. Like that's why it says guard your heart for from it. Everything you do flows. So it's, that's why we guard our heart and we guard our eyes and like, Oh yes. Yeah. That's really great too. I mean, the secret to every, the secret sauce is, is God's grace. And it's, proximity to Jesus leads to purity. So when we talk about purity, it's not just like abstaining, you know, from sex. It, it purity is literally just your being like, yeah. it, says, it says the pure in heart will see God. So, yeah, so good. when you, when you ask the Lord, like, Lord, purify my, mo- purify my motives, purify my intentions, purify my heart. Like that is purity. Like the mm-hmm. being your proximity to Jesus leads to purity. So the closer the closer you are in intimacy with him, that is like basically purity. (laughs) He is, he lives in you. And so it's, it's like, okay, so God has not left me. He's not forsaken me. He actually is, he's here with me, even though I cannot see him, Mm -hmm. you know, we believe that he's, he's living in us. And so intimacy with Jesus has more to do with 
affection than it does discipline. Because yes, we can be super knowledgeable and disciplined by reading our word and, you know, studying all this stuff and getting knowledgeable. But if we have all this knowledge, but we don't know, yeah, so him, good. if we don't know him, then we're missing the point. It, it It's not about it getting a degree or knowing every theology mm. being super, because without knowledge or without understanding, it's knowledge is useless. Yeah. It's having the understanding of him having compassion and empathy without those things, without love, our knowledge and our, you know, studying and discipline is useless. So yeah. it's having the balance it's of, both. okay, you know, yeah. I'm going to feed myself spiritually by getting in the word, but I'm also not um, missing the relationship aspect of being, you know, being, having a relationship with Jesus. So it's both like, it's we true. Really yeah, about. it's both. Father, I just thank you for all of our listeners, everyone under the sound of our voice. May your peace just wash over them. Your grace just wash over them like a mighty wave. I just pray that they feel your love for them, that they know they are worthy of love. They are deserving of love and they are so cherished by you that you have never left or forsaken them. I lift up all of our listeners to you and I just pray for peace of mind and heart as they're asking in these um, prayer requests that you just comfort them in their season of singleness, um, in their financial situations and their mental health, that you just remind them you're so near and that you will, uh, restore everything that has been taken or stolen from them, that you restore and you make all things brand new in your perfect divine timing. And I just pray that we continue to trust and lean on you in every aspect of our life. And thank you for just, um, touching the hearts of our listeners. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. We'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.